Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Joining me now is Jerry Mir Judson, our show contributor. And today you're going to talk a little bit about a non-market rental housing in Falls Creek. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. So it is... Uh well, I mean, I talk about it more in, in a little bit, but yeah, there's going to be some non-market rental housing, like 650 units, something like that. And of course, so there's a public hearing about it tonight. And then some folks naturally, right, mm-hmm. have, are, they have some, they have some compunctions, mm-hmm. uh, but not the <laughs> compunctions that you might think. Housing supply in Vancouver is always in the news, right? You kind of get a little bit numb to it after a while, but I do bring you some legitimately exciting housing news right from downtown Vancouver. Non-market rental housing is being proposed right near False Creek. The province is fully funding the construction of three new non-market rental buildings, two of which are high-rises, and you bet there has been some dissent ahead of tomorrow's public hearing on the matter. Beyond the usual extra traffic and view obstruction concerns, which are valid, residents do seem to be concerned with safety and elevated rates of crime. And according to housing advocate and writer for morehousing.ca, Russell Wong, those concerns might actually be to do with the language we're using about this kind of housing. The term that the city uses for non-market housing is social housing. And I think that causes quite a bit of confusion because when people hear social housing, they think it means supportive housing. In other words, housing for people who would otherwise be homeless or destitute, which is, you know, it makes people scared. So that's not actually what this is. This is just rental housing, but at lower rents, which are intended to be affordable for people who have like regular jobs. Supportive housing is also incredibly necessary, but people might have concerns related to supportive housing being in their in their neighborhood versus just social housing just for for folks with, you know, five figure incomes, heaven forbid. Exactly. Can still. So the hearing is tomorrow and you can still submit like a comment online as well. That's right. So the reason I I got involved was that we saw that there were quite a few comments in opposition. And so I just suggested if people want to support this, they can write in a comment. If you write in before the end of today, then council will get a chance to see it before the public hearing tomorrow. Any kind of new housing, whether it's market or non-market, is the benefit is kind of city-wide or even region-wide because it's, it's one big housing market, right? Like if you're looking for a rental, you're kind of competing with everybody else in the city. But whenever new housing is proposed, the people who are most likely to get involved and and say, yes, I want this or no, I don't want this are the people who live right next door who don't necessarily benefit from this one particular building. So the city is always hearing from people who are opposed. Yeah, I think it'd be good if we have more of a citywide public opinion survey. We talked in the show about the the renovation of the public hearing process that we're maybe sort of Uh, starting to talk about because like you said, like the people who might be most inclined to participate even online or like the the folks that live right there but it's like we might not hear from the people who would actually benefit so then the because they have to i don't know work or like they feel disenfranchised from participating in um public hearings or they don't 
or they don't know if they'll benefit from this from this particular project, right? They don't know if they'll get in. Although one of the things I would point out is that if you're a renter, even if you don't happen to live in the, one of these new 650 rental apartments, you benefit because there's 650 fewer households competing for market rentals with everybody else. So yeah, there is some kind of citywide benefit. Yeah, and that's super huge. Like more housing supply, even if you are not in contention directly for these houses, people are also given the general unaffordability of buying a home in any capacity or staying in the rental market for longer because we're being sort of like, yep. yeah, it's it's not like you're you're renting for a few years and then you can have enough to make a down payment that's reasonable for a reasonably priced home. Like not not the case around these parts anymore. So it's it makes total sense if the if the rental market is going to stay large, then we need like yeah, a lot more. And like Russell and I were talking about, there is an online form through Vancouver.ca that you can go and fill out and sound off whether you're for or against even if you don't live there and it is not in fact in your backyard so the hearing is tomorrow yeah it's tomorrow evening but you can submit online i did because i was like i want more rental housing this is great <laughs> you did it eh? yes i did <laughs> since i got you here we were talking about housing obviously and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, michael levy was on three o'clock hour talking about the impacts of this uh, uh, rate increase by the bank of canada mm-hmm. now we've had ron butler on he talks mortgages and he was on with mike smith earlier today he was on our show a few days ago and i was quite <laughs> quite surprised by his rather blunt TikTok uh, uh, that he uh, put out uh, earlier today. Take a listen to this. I want to get your opinion on this. Geezer, f*** yourself, okay? Like, honestly, f*** yourself. (laughs) That was uh, his uh, comment. And uh, I think you heard the earlier version as well Mm -hmm. when he was talking about housing. Uh, Your thoughts on that? Um, He basically said, look, uh, buying houses then, yes, you had 18%. uh, in eight, rates were at 18%, but you know what? Uh, houses were generally two and a half times uh, the cost of an average salary compared to eight to ten times now. Mm-hmm. What do you think of his comments? Absolutely. I absolutely agree. It is all relative, and I think some some folks that may need to go bleep themselves about it uh, are not thinking relatively. So, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I, I agree. Not, I don't often level with the boomers, but I, I do agree <laughs> very much so. I mean, I, part of me also thinks that when you look at housing today, and it's not a millennial thing. I just think that, you know, what was a house 30 years ago mm-hmm. and what is a house today? They're bigger. Uh, I think we want more out of life, which is nothing wrong with that. But when you bought a TV, you bought a TV and that was your TV in your childhood. Now there's probably two TVs. Oh, yeah. And we're just, you know, our, our, our expectations and what we want from life. And as a consumer driven society, we just buy more, right? Oh, absolutely. And uh, I think at this point, my expectations are so minimal. I'm like, I would just like to be responsible to the bank and not some guy. That's all I want. Please. What, what was your, like you moved here from Calgary. What yeah. was your impression of just Vancouver when you got here in regards to our real estate and our rental market? Uh, it was, it was, uh, demor- it was a demoralizing experience trying to find some sort of square footage for some sort of budget. So I had a little bit of sticker shock about what I actually had to pay monthly for what I needed versus mm-hmm. like, versus back home. It was, there's, there, now the more people are fleeing to Alberta, the house price is there and the rent prices are going up and there's less control. So that's an issue there. But, uh, oh, oh boy, howdy. Tough. Price per square foot, my friend. Do you, do you um, feel that it, generationally they're just, um, uh, it's not fair? Do you think there's yes. a lot? It, it really does. Do you think there's, 
you're up against it as millennials more than any previous generation. I I, I do a little bit just because it's the it's the stage rat in capitalism. It's a, it's uh it's it's rough. It's rough, especially with the salaries being such as they are, just relative to the work that younger people are doing or people just starting their careers are doing. We're just making less relative money. Yeah, I mean it, it is an ongoing issue, and I I just feel for people who now at five percent, so that means variable rates probably six six and a half. And even, you know, five-year closed uh, are high as well. So it's tough out there. I'm going to ask our uh, producers to run the full comment from Ron now but as we go to break because I want you to hear it. People in your late 20s, 30s, maybe even early 40s, here's a message for you. When you talk about how hard this is, how these high mortgage rates are holding you back from buying or making you worry about your renewal when it finally hits, some old geezer, like somebody my age, somebody's going to say, oh, God, you know, my my mortgage rate was 18% back in 1982, okay? You guys don't know how lucky you are. Well, you know what you say to that geezer who says that? You say, geezer, f*** yourself, okay? Like, honestly, f*** yourself. Like, what was the price of your house? When those geezers bought their house back in the 80s or had their mortgage, the relationship between house prices and average income, the house price was two and a half times average family income. It's eight to 10 times today. So remember what you tell those geezers, yourselves.